The week begins, and there is significantly more green coming forward in this part of the world, punctuated by bright pinks and whites and yellows. As this is a sonic medium, you'll either have to imagine them or listen to this March 29th edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement while outside. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and I support the notion that it might be a good idea today to get out there and notice something new. On today's show, the Rivanna Water and Sewer Authority is briefed on what to do with land for the never-built Buck Mountain Reservoir. The local food hub moves its drive through market to a new location. Solar panels are being planned for the long-closed Ivy Landfill. One candidate for city council has failed to make the primary ballot, and another's position is still pending. And the Charlottesville Area Community Foundation has made a multi-million dollar commitment to an affordable housing project. In today's subscriber-supported information announcement, this shout-out is in celebration of Stuart Johnston's birthday. In celebration, please consider donating to your favorite environmental charity in his honor. Here's to you, Stuart, and hope you have a great day. Only four of the five candidates in the race for two Democratic nominations to city council have qualified for the June 8th primary, but one of those is still pending. Yaz Washington did not obtain the 125 signatures of registered voters required to get on the ballot. That means Carl E. Brown, Brian Pinkston, and Juan Diego Wade are on the ballot, and the registrar's office is still waiting to finalize Josh Karp's paperwork. Karp did turn in at least 125 signatures, but had some additional paperwork to submit that is due by tomorrow at 5 p.m. However, a staff member in the Charlottesville Registrar's Office told me this morning that Washington can still qualify for the November ballot as an independent, should she choose to do so. In 2009, candidate Andrew Williams failed to qualify for the ballot in the Democratic primary, but later ran as a write-in candidate in the November general election. Williams did qualify for the general election ballot in 2011 as an independent candidate. Stay tuned for more information about upcoming campaign forums. The Charlottesville School Board has voted to designate Jim Henderson as the acting superintendent of the city school system. He'll take over from Rosa Atkins, who retires as of May 31st and is taking a position in the Virginia Department of Education. Henderson worked in Charlottesville schools for more than 40 years before retiring in 2020. He began as a teacher at Clark Elementary School in 1975. The Charlottesville Area Community Foundation has made its largest ever grant, with four and a quarter million dollars going to the Piedmont Housing Alliance for their redevelopment of land on US 29. Piedmont Housing is working with the Thomas Jefferson Area Coalition for the Homeless and Virginia Supportive Housing to redevelop the red carpet insight for a total of 140 units that will be guaranteed to be rented at prices for people with extremely low and very low incomes. Ebony Bug is the director of programs for the CACF. This first came on our radar um, last April when we received a grant application um, from TJAC and Potum and the Haven uh, regarding wanting to ensure that there was a non-congregate option for our homeless um, community members uh, so that they could weather the pandemic um, without being in congregate shelter. The Albemarle County Board of Supervisors rezoned the land for the project in February. 
The Red Carpet Inn will continue to be used as a shelter by TJAC in the short term as the project moves forward. Bug said the CACF's investment is made in the spirit of community health. There will be an update on the grant and the project at an event on April 15th. Plans are being crafted to install solar panels atop 12 acres of the Ivy Landfill, which has been closed since the late 90s. The facility is now run by the Rivano Solid Waste Authority to oversee a remediation program and now contains a materials utilization center where people can discard various items. Dominion Power has been working on the solar project since 2017, but legislation allowing Dominion and Appalachian Power to proceed with such solar energy facilities did not become law until last April. Phil McCaleps is the director of Solid Waste. We just found out uh, about a month ago that our project has been selected by Dominion for the program. We've already reached out to neighbors in the area um, and seem to get actually quite positive feedback from them. Dominion will need up to a year to finalize interconnection agreements and construction could get underway next spring. The facility will be owned by the Community Power Group and not by Dominion, who will just purchase the energy. Community Power Group will pay the Rivanna Solid Waste Authority $800 per acre per year for a 20-year period. There is a, uh, a possibility of, of later on adding one megawatt, um, basically a 50% increase, if uh, Dominion seems to think that would be advantageous. Community Power Group will be responsible for maintaining the landscape and the panels. However, Albemarle County will need to grant a special use permit for the project. Under the plans, Dominion will get all of the green energy credits associated with the project. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. What do you know about rock music? Want to put it to the test? Join WTJU virtually on April 16th for their first ever trivia night at 8 p.m. Join a team in the virtual pub and put your screens together to answer rounds of questions with themes that relate to rock, radio, and local lore. There will be merriment. There will be prizes. Trivia night is just three days before the beginning of the Rock Marathon, a seven-day extravaganza to help fund the station. Visit WTJU.net to learn more about the April 16th Trivia Night. After the Solid Waste Authority meeting, the Rivanna Water and Sewer Authority met and got a presentation on plans to continue owning and managing hundreds of acres of land in the Whitehall District. Up in the northern part of the county, out near Earliesville and Free Union. That's Andrea Bowles, the Water Resources Manager for the RWSA. The property was purchased in the 1980s for the proposed Buck Mountain Reservoir, but that project was abandoned when the presence of the endangered James River spiny mussel was detected. That would have made permitting extremely difficult, if not impossible. There's a total of 1,314 acres, and it cost the authorities $6.95 million. Some of the land is currently being used to satisfy the terms of an Army Corps of Engineer permit that allowed for the expansion of the Ragged Mountain Reservoir. Back in 2012, we started um, working on a, our mitigation plan for the impacts that we had at Ragged Mountain Reservoir. 
and we impacted a lot of streams and we impacted wetlands. So we used the Buck Mountain property as the stream restoration area or the stream mitigation area. This meant planting of trees along Buck Mountain Creek and other waterways for a total of about 80,000 linear feet of new riparian buffers. We planted over 40,500 trees and we placed 600 of um, those, those um, acres into deed restrictions. In 2019, a landowner came forward to ask to buy some of the land back, and the RWSA board directed staff to come up with a master plan for how the property should be managed. Whatever we're doing up there, we want to address it through our mission and values and our strategic plan goals. So environmental stewardship, we would like to have water quality protection, operational optimization, we'd like to be efficient in how we use those properties and sustainable with the use of the resources. There are 484 acres that are leased for others for agricultural use, generating about $1,900 a year in revenue. One recommendation in the plan is to increase the rents to market value. None of the deed-restricted lands are leased. And the other thing we would like to do is evaluate additional parcels for leases. Staff has also reviewed the possibility of selling some of the land and what the developed potential might be. They're recommending demolishing one structure known as the Buck Mountain House and selling off lots, possibly netting the RWSA between a quarter of a million dollars and $325,000. There's also the issue of a bridge over a creek on RWSA land that is failing and may have liability issues. Staff is recommending removing that bridge after 2024, which is the time when the RWSA will no longer need to use the bridge. Albemarle County Supervisor and RWSA member Liz Palmer said she needed to hear more voices on that last issue. I'm I'm just going to put out there that I think we definitely need to know um, what the neighbors think about this um, before we, we do anything and hear from them. Palmer also said that other members of the Board of Supervisors have expressed concerns about selling the lots for development. Can these be put into conservation easement to remove those development rights so we don't have clusters of homes there. No decisions were made, and the plan will come back to the RWSA board in the future. The RWSA board was also presented with a nearly $39 million budget for the next fiscal year, split between $20.5 million for operating expenses and about $18.4 million in debt service. The public hearing for the budget will be held on May 25th. Last year, the RWSA drew about a million dollars from its reserves in order to prevent rate increases in the current fiscal year budget. Bill Moyer is the executive director of the RWSA. But as we move forward in the next year, we uh, have reduced that contribution of our reserve funds. The charges to the Charlottesville Department of Utilities will be increased by 7.6%, and the charges to the Albemarle County Service Authority will increase by 14.3%. The RWSA sells water to the city and the ACSA on a wholesale basis, and those two entities in turn charge retail rates for individual customers. The RWSA budget has more than doubled since 2007 due to capital projects to expand capacity and to make upgrades to become compliant with state regulations. According to a cost-share allocation, Albemarle can continue to expect larger increases in rates than the city to cover the cost of increased capacity and redundancy. 
For a year now, the local food hub has been running a drive-through market in order to connect local food producers with customers. They've done so in the parking lot of the former Kmart, but have recently moved to a different space. The market now operates at Seminole Square Shopping Center on land owned by the Great Eastern Management Company. The market operates on a pre-order-only drive-through basis. Ordering for the Wednesday market is open Thursday through Monday. Ordering for the Friday market is open Monday through Thursday. You can place orders at localfoodhub.org/market. There's a link in the newsletter. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement for March 29th, 2021. Once again, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Stuart Johnston. That is a shout out which was enabled by somebody who is paying me both through Substack and Patreon. Just as a reminder, Substack is covering the cost of putting out the newsletter. If you make a contribution through Patreon, you're supporting overall general research into pretty much everything I'm doing, which includes a lot of things that you'll hear about in the near future. Uh, This has been a great experiment so far, and I really am grateful uh, to everybody who is helping to support this, and I am hopeful that there'll be more in the future because uh, I'd like to keep doing this well into the future, and if you can't, if you don't have the ability at this point to make a financial contribution, tell someone about the program. Make sure you forward it on to somebody else so that they can either listen to it or read it. Uh, Maybe one day I'll do a TikTok, an Instagram version. Maybe there's something new that we don't even know about that I'll one day do. But for now, this is a podcast, this is a newsletter, and I am your host, Sean Tubbs, wishing you stay safeness out there.